You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Uh, What you're about to hear is a G.I. Joe roundtable. Dave had the opportunity to sit down with Lenny and Emily, of course, friends of the pod and returning guests, along with a bunch of other toy bloggers and journalists from around the toy community to talk all things G.I. Joe. Uh, The questions you're about to hear that Dave asks are all submitted from you, our listeners and followers. So, uh, you know, when we have opportunities like this, we always like to make sure we open the door for our listeners and followers to participate. Uh, We know getting access to these folks isn't always the easiest thing. So uh, make sure you are following us at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok where we're constantly posting the opportunity to participate in these interviews, these roundtables, and Q&A sessions. So definitely make sure uh, you are following us there at AIC underscore podcast. Now sit back, enjoy, uh, and and let's end Yojo June with a a fun roundtable. So uh, let's do it. Yojo! How's everybody doing? It's so nice to see you all. Good. How are you? Doing good. It's delightful. I know I'm a little off-centered here. Am I okay? Oh, yeah. No, you're beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so we're, it's roundtable style, it's right? Table, yeah. So I guess, uh, how should we... Fran, you start. Introduce yourself. Yeah, Fran. <laughs> introduce yourself. I'm Fran O'Boyle. I run histhink.com under the tag Destro. All right, James, introduce yourself. James Zahn, editor-in-chief of The Toy Book and senior editor of The Pop Insider. And Dave, introduce yourself. I am Dave Weinberg, and I am one of the hosts of uh, the Adventures in Collecting podcast. That was fun. I liked that. And then for anybody who doesn't know us, I'm Emily. Nice to meet you. And I'm Lenny uh, Design on oh, G.I. Joe. marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe we go in that order yeah, of questions, yeah. too? That sounds perfect. All right. All right. Yeah. We also have Andrew um, from Gizmodo on as well. Oh, hi, oh, Andrew from Gizmodo. You know what? Andrew, can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Yeah, hi, I'm the one who has another camera turned on. I'm Andrew Lashevsky. <laughs> uh, I'm a senior staff reporter at Gizmodo and io9, and I've been there for like 13 years now, covering toys oh, and gadgets awesome. and stuff. So, uh, great. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, cool. sorry, sorry we missed you. My, yeah. uh, where it says I'm muted is literally covering uh your icon <laughs> that's my life story my life story <laughs> um so okay so if we go in that order it's fran james dave andrew and then we wash rinse and repeat until we run out of time sure cool all right go ahead fran floor is yours well i just want to say congratulations for the fully funded well almost fully funded dragonfly i mean we're thank def- you 
leave it. And that's amazing. You guys did a great job. Um, biggest question that's floating around right now that in regards to that project is when are we going to see the final unlock? Are we going to have to wait? Are we, are we going to see it a little bit early? So great question. We're not quite ready to tell you what it is yet. But if we wanted to kick things off with a little bit of a bang, we do have a character name only reveal for you today. And then we can kind of talk through our thoughts and feelings about that. Is it the one that I asked? Yes, but it's only the first half because we're doing two sessions. So we'll save one for the second half. Okay. And we'll do a recap. Is it the one in... uh... So... (laughs) It, uh, <laughs> you, yes. Emily, you so, say it. <laughs> uh, so we are very, very excited to announce that Airborne is actually going to be in the G.I. Joe main line as a classified figure. So Airborne is not going to be locked behind the HasLab campaign. So he will be coming as part of our 2024 lineup. Yeah, and uh, he's coming out really good. Yeah. We actually just got uh, some samples of him. We've been in production on him for a while now. So uh, I, I can't wait to reveal him. When I yeah. saw, I actually saw something on him today and. uh I'm like really excited to show him. He's, he's a good, he's a good fig. Yeah. Yeah. Solid, solid fig. And so just to kind of explain how that logically worked for us. So we wanted to make sure that he felt like such an important character. We wanted to make sure that he wasn't necessarily locked behind a HasLab for his first outing. Yeah. Also kind of the way that our development process works is he was in development in the main line way before the yeah, HasLab they, was concepted. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> action figures take way longer than a baby yeah. to be born. <laughs> So, uh, our life cycle of a figure is probably about 15 months or so. And the uh, kickoff to the HasLab, we've only been 20 days in the campaign. We haven't even, you've, you've guys, it's funny, HasLabs are weird. We it's develop kind of a reverse development. It's a process. reverse. So, we make yeah. a really pretty sculpt before we even start. So, basically, that's to see if everybody is interested in it. So, Airborne, way long in yeah. production before the HasLab even got kicked off. So it just worked out that way. Yeah. So and I think it means that it the timing will be great because it means that you'll actually be able to have Airborne in your collection before, before you get the before the Dragonfly will be delivered to your house, which yep. is really cool. Yep. So he will basically he'll be sitting and waiting for his ride. Yeah. Which I think is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so that is kind of our our Airborne announcement. So kind of circumnavigatingly um, give an answer to something else on that question that's kind of we can't really talk to the unlock just yet yep. um i think oh, we're we pro- closer to yeah. if we unlock glenda closer to that yep. uh, number we will give the uh if no i'm very confident that we're gonna i am a based on, cautious man so i know that there have <laughs> been a lot of people that have been saying you know like are you concerned that the campaign is stalling x y and z this is the name of the game for every HasLab campaign that there has been with Mm -hmm. basically the exception of the Hiss tank. So the Hiss was really the exception to the rule. So you get a big spike at the beginning of the campaign. You get little spikes whenever you have more marketing beats. And then at the end, FOMO kicks in and we sold, I think it was 8,000 Sky Strikers in 12 hours. It was incredible. And I think about 6,000 his tanks in 12 hours. Somebody, I'm sure somebody on the internet will back check me on that. Yeah. And I think, I think as it progresses, we'll, we'll show it at a, Appropriate time, yes. essentially. Yeah. Was that helpful? I mean, it's better than no answer at all, that's for sure. I mean, <laughs> Love it. Okay, great. If we're, Nailed it. Clo- if we're going to see it closer to Glenda, that's, you know, that's information. So thank yep. you. Yeah. 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 Sure. All right. James, up next. All right. So I will. Uh, corner too. I just got him. I, I just finally found him the other day. So oh, sweet. He's here now. Um, 
But yeah, so since we're on the topic of HasLab, uh, I will go with my HasLab question first. I have some other stuff here we can talk about later. Um, what are some of the key learnings that the team has found with back-to-back HasLab successes? Hmm. Um, I think that... It's a lot. Well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of things to unpack from. We've done three HasLabs in pretty rapid succession. And I think that it we owe all of our HasLab success to both the incredibly dedicated development team here that is has been working so hard on these projects mm-hmm. and to all of the amazing G.I. Joe fans that are backing and supporting these endeavors. And I think that that is really something that motivates, it's like a, uh, it's like a circle, like a cat chasing yeah. its tail. Mm-hmm. So the design team is motivated by how excited they know that all the fans are going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of what motivates that for us is storytelling. Yeah. And to us, so like, how can we continue to contribute to the the story and the lore of G.I. Joe through establishing these has labs mm-hmm. and like how does the the characters that we're choosing and the way that we're developing the storylines around the campaign like how does that all kind of fit in with the overall gi joe story yeah. i think that's something that fans have been responding really well to yeah and i think i think a lot of it is the upfront research that we're doing on the total package i think mm-hmm. and yeah. i think with the hiss tank i think from the sky striker we learned a lot and then the we implemented a lot of that on the hiss tank and then from the hiss tank we learned some things with the unlocks and like what people responded mm-hmm. to. We really pay attention to what people are responding to because we want to make people happy. Yeah. So we just kind of pay attention to what the parameters are that we're designing and marketing towards and then what people are reacting to. And we try to aim for a hundred. Right. Yeah. So and I think as you can see, a lot of the unlocks are all figures. Yep. That was a learning. That was a learning. Right. Yep. Um, like the total package that you see out of the gate, like we tried to make it like a total vehicle out the gate. Like we're not it's hiding any, that you yeah, needed. no accessories yeah. behind, um, behind, uh, unlocks. Yeah. unlocks thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't speak. I got you. Um, so it's like kind of like figuring out how to like sweeten the deal and incentivize the deal. Um, I think plays a lot into it. And a lot of the, for development standpoint, it's a lot of the upfront development of what it takes because a lot of the stuff you guys are seeing, like the painted models, we don't do that until like nine months into development. Yeah. Usually so, on a traditional product. Yeah, yeah. So we are like really far ahead. So we're learning how to truncate all that to show the the community and, and the consumer a total finished product before we even start the product. Yeah. So, and cause we want to keep it as true as possible to what the final thing's going to be. So um, it's a lot of like, how do you, show a really, really, really good breadboard or digital model, as well as how do you pay attention to what people are really going to get excited about so that we do have a successful campaign. Because at the end of the day, it's what we're shooting for. We want these things to fun and we want to get all the unlocks because they're super fun because we want to make them. Like the yep. fact that Ripcord got unlocked so quickly, That's I get amazing. to make all that flight gear. I'm yep. so excited about it. So um, hopefully yeah. we'll get everything to you guys uh, within the 15 month or yeah. 20 month cycle that we're on. You, 16 to 18. 16 to 18. For Haslabs. Yeah. Um, and then I think that it's it's also been really cool. Kind of our, our cadence is we do everything digitally. And then usually about two weeks before campaign kickoff, our gray model arrives. And so finally, we get to really see what this thing looks like in yeah. real life. 
which means that for the Joe campaigns, we can't speak for necessarily the other campaigns, but it's really important to us that we launch with those full color digital renders, which, and we always caveat with it's this or something better mm -hmm. because we need, we do need to make updates kind of as we go, but minimal updates. Mm -hmm. But so we have those full color digital renders and then we have that physical gray model so that you can actually imagine how big it will be in your space and yeah. how impactful that yeah. is. Like that picture of Lenny, like looking at the dragonfly, it's enormous. But, but at the same time, you don't want to make it so wide where it won't fit on a shelf. Yeah. So part of the learnings oh, there too is like, we got to pick an item that is going to fit in most people's displays or um, like on the top of a bookshelf. Really but on top easily. of a bookshelf, yep. it's thin enough yep. where it'll kind of fit on a bookshelf or maybe we'll like say, say if we did a bigger vehicle, like a wider one, we would try to design something in there where it would fit on most shelves or in a way fit on the shelf through the stand or something yep. like that. So um, a lot of that stuff has to be considered very early yep. with HasLabs because normally I'm going on a little bit of tangent. So stop me if I'm going too far. It never goes on tangents. So um, weird. <laughs> like the gray model, a lot of times for a regular vehicle on any toy line, we see a gray model. And then we make adjustments to that. And then we go back to the CAD and then we adjust that. Mm -hmm. And we make sure that everything is right. With HasLabs, because of truncated schedule and we need to get it to people, we're doing it on the fly and while people are watching us. Yeah. So it's a, the stakes are high. It's, yeah. They're wonderful and they kind of thrive under the pressure. Yeah. Which is, you know, you can say we that. make diamonds. <laughs> Yeah, I which is you, you can say that. Yeah, I, will, I will say that. Um, and the reason why Lenny was looking sideways is if somebody could let us know when we have five minutes left of this session, we actually have a, we'll give everybody on this call and then on the next call an early look at our painted model that just came in. Um, it has been off in the photo studio, so we will have some really, really beautiful diorama on, pictures. So there's a lot of sand on it. It was in a sand I'm, not, I'm not happy. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so just keep that in mind when you're seeing it. But the, the pictures yeah. that will come out yeah, will be We'll try to truncate our answers a little bit yeah. so we can get to that stuff, too. Yeah. So, All right. Anyways. Okay. Thank you, James. That was Did a great answer. Fun? Great. Sweet. Glad it was recorded because that would have been a lot of typing. A lot to type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have that impact on. Yeah, we, yeah. we can go on. All right, uh, Dave, what's your first question? Hey, um, so um, just going to a different kind of set of pre-orders. Uh, the Cobra Eel pre-orders sold through pretty quickly. Um, are there going yes. to be more made available? So once, so basically the way that pre-orders kind of work is there is a limited quantity of the the entire kind of batch of items that are made that are released for pre-order. So when we actually get to shipping on those, more of those quantities should be released oh, on them. Awesome. Yeah. I got, I got freaked out too. Yeah. No, because I think, and, and we had been the whole time we were like, these are going to be really popular. Mm -hmm. And so, so yes, there should be some, and that kind of goes for, for all pre-orders with the exception of convention exclusives is traditionally how that works. So you get your initial pre-orders in, um, and then there's usually at least some quantities that are released yep. afterwards. Sweet. If that's helpful, that seems like the kind of answer that we want, right? Yeah, totally. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Excellent. Um, okay, Andrew, first question, please and thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when it comes to, uh, like, supersizing a, a pretty iconic 80s toy, um, particularly, particularly from a property like G.I. Joe that was known for its toy line and its animated, animated series, how much inspiration do you draw from, like, the original Dragonfly toy, and how much inspiration is drawn from how it appears across various episodes of the animated series, which would always kind of, you know, bring in new features or new functionality yeah. you wouldn't see in the toy in the eighties. So I'm just curious what, what the balance is there when you're designing 
and kind of modernizing a toy like this. So it's interesting on classified. Um, we are going for our own look comparatively to the eighties line, but we are, as you guys can tell, we're pulling a lot from mm-hmm. the eighties. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Real American hero. Come on. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> so, um, but, uh, we actually pulled my dragonfly, uh, my dragonfly toy. And we looked mm-hmm. at the, we looked at the proportions and we looked at the, the gate of the, um, of, of the skis on the bottom or the skiffs on the bottom looked at the angle that it like kind of like the, the angle of its aggression essentially of how like the line or the silhouette is. So we really focus on the silhouette and then with the dragonfly in particular, at first we were going to try to keep it more angular, like the original toy where it's like, it's very like cut. You can tell the designer back and they cut it out of foam, maybe kit bash together old toys and stuff like that. So we try to stay in the realm of the spirit of what the original toy was. And a lot of classified is pulled from real American hero toy line. So we look at the toy first, then we update the toy, not the cartoon. And then, so with the dragonfly, we did some drawings, did some quick sketches, and we even went to be a little more smooth. So look a little more, a little more, um, modern, but mm-hmm. it actually was looking too sci-fi. So then we kind of met in the middle, essentially, and we looked at real assault helicopters and how they are designed and how their rip pop rivets are put in. So what we're trying to do from a toy standpoint is keep the silhouette and keep the vibe. But from the what classified brings in is that bit of realism and detail mm-hmm. that we couldn't mold in the 80s. So what we're doing is we're mm-hmm. adding that realism, we're adding the detailing, we're adding the pop rivets, we're adding the scribe lines that we couldn't get before. So I don't think there's really a percentage it's more of like a vibe. And as you guys can right. see with some of the um, the images with some of the color on it, how uh, Mark added all this really cool blackout paint for glare because some helicopters have that on there and some military vehicles have the blackout on the, on the roof so there's no glare. So we added a lot of details like that because we do want to put the classified spin on it that pushes it into the little bit more extreme feel yep. than what the uh, Real American Hero line had. And there was some extreme looking Amer- Real American Hero uh vehicles and figures but in classified we have a particular aggression to the look we wanted to get it there but at the same time it needs to feel like the classic dragonfly yeah. kind of like we did the his tank yeah the his tank we elongated mm-hmm. the nose we made the angle a little more aggressive the treads are a little longer there if you guys remember the old his tank was a little more boxy We're trying to make it for lack of a better word more sexy in its yeah. feel so and i feel like that's kind of the approach that's really taken with everything in classified series you know we have the the retro version and then all the way on the other end you have like a really super futuristic sci-fi version and i feel like everything that we have found that fans have really loved is somewhere in the middle of that yeah which i think it's funny in meetings we've been we've been doing our like what's next what's the future in our future planning for the line and it's like we one of the things we try to look at is if we're if we are a production design a, a design house doing it for a movie like mm-hmm. what would we do like yeah. how how would we realize it like a production designer essentially and uh it's super fun to do with the toy know-how that hasbro's had especially on action figures for the past 40 60 years mm-hmm. um so uh yeah cool. i think that yeah that was a good rambling answer yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you yeah. you're welcome all right brian second question please and well, thank the, you the oh. very important one because i know um it's the classified piece that I've been waiting for the most. So is there an update when we'll actually be shipped our his tanks? Is, when are the, we going to get those in hand? Should be still fall. So we are 
we're on track. I think beginning of fall. Right? Yeah, d- early fall, I would say, depending on how you define fall. Yeah. So, so something- October-ish, November-ish. Yeah, we're still we're yeah. still on time. I, yep. Yeah, I don't want to I don't I don't want to say a month, but it's early fall. Yeah. Um, as you guys saw, I put on Instagram, I showed uh, what Cobra Commander looks like. Yep. Our figures are they're in a good spot. Yeah. So, but um, a little inside baseball. When you make a Haslab, you're making a wave of figures in a very complex vehicle so they're on the same timeline but it's like for the most part it's like doing a very complicated wave right because you have this fi- you have the you have the vehicle that's complicated so they yep. and all these everything everything the has to pass qc yeah. everything has to pass yep. qa everything has to function well everything has to be operational like if, say, if, if there's a defect in the figure it will delay it the rest of yeah, the item. Everything. So uh, again, we can say early fall, yep. but the figures are coming out really good. So we're in a good spot on there and the, the tanks looking really good from what I've seen so far. So we're on track. And I think that it's really important to us that it is, you know, as with learnings from the sky striker, we have really taken a lot of taken a lot of leaps and bounds forward to make sure that what you get is the best possible product that you that you can cross like, the eyes and dot the T's. Exactly. <laughs> we we know that there were. I'd, I'd, I'd rather wait and have it perfect than have it. You know, get it three, four weeks, two months yeah. ahead of time, and it not be perfect. So yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. kind of our stance on half labs too. We're just all excited to get that in hand. You know, that's an important piece. Yeah, yeah, me too. I keep on telling my mom it's going to be the centerpiece at Christmas. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I wonder if I could. Do- Oh yeah, that'd be really nice. I like that idea. Right in yep. front of the antipas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Put some flowers in the turn. Yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous. Love it. <laughs> Fabulous. Thanks, Fran. And now a word from our sponsors. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chubsy Wubsy Toys. A traditional mom-and-pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey, Chubsy Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at their brand new home at 101 Newark Pompton Turnpike Suite 1 in Little Falls, New Jersey, or online at ChubsyWubsy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com and tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you. Rewind and press play on your VHS collection with CGC. CGC is excited to announce our newest collectible vertical, CGC Home Video. As a division dedicated to authenticating and grading your VHS collection, our experts are ready to help you encapsulate your favorite video cassettes. Don't settle for static on the screen. Submit today at cgcgrading.com. That's cgcgrading.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. 
but nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. And now back to the show. All right, James, you're up. All right, I'm going to go with the more business end of things now and ask, um, do you have any updates to how G.I. Joe is being handled at retail, specifically uh, kind of the split between the mass retail and the specialty market and what the outlook is for growing that uh, in 2024? Ooh, good question. So I feel like we have gotten... Positive feedback from all of our retail partners about the success of classified dairies, which is really, really complimentary for us because it is, you know, a six inch action figure line among many of the six inch action figure lines that exist in the world. And there isn't really like current entertainment that it's supported. Yes, so it kind of ex- it kind of exists from our imaginations, which is beautiful and really exciting. And there's something that it's tapping into. I think whether for you it is the characters, whether it's the detail of the figures, whether it's all the stuff that they come with for the world building, there is something that is is connecting with fans that we are truly, truly humbled by. Yeah. And yes. that it's also connecting with retailers, which is lovely and flattering and we are delighted by. I think that it... And this is going to sound a little conceited to say out loud, but everybody wants more classified. And so we're trying to figure out how we can satisfy all of the retail needs while making sure that we're fulfilling everything that consumers need while making sure that like we don't flood the market and there's like you're not going to get hit with like 60 pre-orders that are all shipping to you at once, which would be terrible. And so we've... We're kind of coming up on the tail end of, remember all of the supply chain issues and we didn't have new product on shelf for six months? Ah, good times. That was fun. That was um, so stressful. So essentially <laughs> what we kind of ended up doing with that is all of the product that was supposed to be on shelf for spring of 2023 shifted to fall of 2023. Everything that was supposed to be fall 23 product shifted to spring of 24. And then everything that was supposed to be spring 24 and everything for fall 24 moved to fall 24. So there, there is going to be quite a bit of product that hits shelves in fall of 24, but we really wanted to make sure that, you know, we weren't shortchanging any of our fans on those items because we do really believe in all those figures. We didn't want any of them to be cut. Mm -hmm. Um, So there, there will be some more coming out. I think that it's, We're just trying to figure out, you know, what makes the most sense from a cadence perspective and trying to spread out our our pre-orders a little bit more. There's um, so basically the way that things work, if you have products that are shelf setting at like one of the big um, big box retailers, let's say there are four times a year that you really have to hit for products to set on shelf. And so I'm sure people have noticed that there are those four times a year when they do toy shelf resets and that a lot of your pre-orders may ship during those time periods. So we're trying to figure out, you know, if for those cadences, what does it mean for us if we have, you know, 10 items that are shipping out at each one of those those deadlines? Like mm-hmm. what kind of like consumer experience is that? That was a little bit of a roundabout answer, but was that, did you find that acceptable? <laughs> Yes, you can tell when I switch between the toy book hat and the pop insider hat. So, <laughs> we're all good. That Thank was a you. very businessy question. Thank you. <laughs> good business. <laughs> all right, Dave, you're up. Um, 
question about accessories. Um, so we had heard that um, accessories packs are on the table from previous roundtables. Mm -hmm. um, are we any closer to seeing those become a reality? Not yet. Not I yet. I don't think. Not yet. We're we're trying to figure out what comes next in world building for classified yeah. series. Yeah, and I, to my uh, answer earlier, like we're we're in our um, figuring out twenty five and beyond. Mm -hmm. So here's I'm ready. Dude, Iron Grandy. I love that. Yes. <laughs> Why um, is nobody voting for ice cream soldiers? We all need ice cream soldiers. I saw that in some comments on it was like Was it just me commenting on it? I, to I, give no, it was somebody else. But uh for um we are looking at to see how to expand the line. <laughs> so within the next couple of years, you may see it. We can't speak the future product because and all that. But we are thinking about how else we can expand the universe of. And yeah. as a kid, I always thought weapons packs and on all sorts of lines was really cool. Yeah. Super 7 is doing that really cool weapons pack too. Yep. So there's some, I think there's potential. We just got to see how we would offer. We always want to make something feel like a full offering. Mm -hmm. So um, stay tuned, I think, is the answer, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that there's so many cool things that we that we can do with world building. And that is part of the the joy of GI Joe is that there are so few toys that when you think about them, sometimes you think about the play sets and the vehicles first before you think of the individual figures. Yeah. Well, GI Joe is figure, uh, weapons, uh, yeah. vehicles, and yeah. then play sets. Like it's like, it was designed to be a toy. It's yeah. the greatest toy line ever. If yeah. you ask me. Um, He's unbiased. But, and I'm not yeah. talking about classified. I'm just talking yeah. about like GI Joe in general. general. It's yeah. designed to be for toys, yeah. right? Almost like, 60 years of history yeah. of designed for fully toys. encompassing. Yeah. So I think weapons pack is definitely something on the table. It's just, you know, we're planning for the future and yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Andrew, you're up. So this is almost an extension of your last answer, but you know, looking at the past few years of HasLab projects and seeing what has succeeded and what has failed. I mean, G.I. Joe projects have a pretty great track record so far. Uh, why do you think that is? Why do you think G.I. Joe and, and the toys still resonate so many years later and are still so popular among collectors? I think there's a... The first thing that comes to mind is, like, the, for that last answer, is give G.I. Joe is a fully encompassing world. Mm -hmm. Like, there's iconic vehicles that are literally vehicles of characters, if you ask me. The mm -hmm. characters all serve an archetype, and those archetypes are timeless. Whether you're uh, a rifleman or you're like a sci-fi wielding uh, android, right? Yeah. Sci-fi wielding android, but yeah, you know what I mean. You get it, yeah. Okay. Or like Ford a Denver. Flash Gordon-looking <laughs> villain with like uh, like a helmet on, and you happen to have an arms dealer that's kind of royal. Like all of the characters fit an archetype, and if you look at modern video games, a lot of those archetypes, like two ninjas not getting along and stuff mm -hmm. like that, th they are tropes, and I think GI Joe pioneer a lot of those tropes and they're mm -hmm. beautiful because they're tropey and i think that's what is helping gi joe a lot is that like it kind of resonates no matter what generation of joe you grew up with like my father-in-law was the 12th joe and he's always like you gotta remake this and it's like you know it's like yes we do yeah <laughs> well, um but like and then yeah. but you then talk to my brother and my brother's like you gotta remake this character and it's like there's a there's a different it's hit on all these different levels, or but like I think if you were a nineties kid or two thousands kid, and they always had a, a art, they always kept archetypal. And I think that's what makes them strong. And even in the vehicles, like a jet is awesome, no matter what jet yeah. it is or a tank mm -hmm. or, um, or, or like some sort of submarine or, yeah. or 
an amphibious vehicle, things like that are rad. So I think that's what it is at the at the end yeah. of the day. I think we also have the advantage of this is a new toy line. You haven't been able to get G.I. Joe and six-inch figures before. Yeah, this, so line is, this line is less than five years old. And so the I do want to give a shout-out to everybody at the company that has worked on HasLabs, whether or not their campaigns have succeeded, because they are an incredible amount of work goes into these, and they are kind of all-consuming for our lives in the lead-up to, in the campaign, in the fulfillment of, for the development and so I think that it's it's an incredible accomplishment, mm. but that we do have, there is that element of newness where one of our advantages is that we didn't burn through isn't the right way to phrase it, but we hadn't, the line hadn't been as large enough to get to some of these outside of a HasLab yes. format. Yeah. But like, this is new and it's novel yeah. and it's something that you've never seen before for think, G.I. Joe. I also think they complete the collection yeah. Right. Like, yeah. um, it's if you're going to have a military yeah. sci-fi toy line, you kind of need your tanks and your jets, um, and your helicopters to kind of set the mood, especially for setting the mood on your shelf. Like yeah. I, I like to set the mood on my, um, set the mood on my uh, collection shelves, but like, I like to make sure that it feels like the vibe. Cause you're trying to, you're going for that vibe in your collection room or wherever you keep your, uh, your collectibles. So I think, they're almost like centerpieces yeah. in, a, in a weird way. And that's how we kind of handle them too. Um, so I think that helps out a lot. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. All right. Um, and just for a time check, how long do we have for this session? We are here till 1130. Well, PT, my time, which okay, is. I was going to say, that's three. like a really long time away. Um, that was like eight hours from now. Uh, so great. <laughs> so we have another 22 minutes. Yeah, sorry. Yes. We'll try to be quicker with the answers. Yeah. I know you guys have questions. Sorry. <laughs> All right, next round. Fran, you're up. So the Dreadnoughts have been listed uh, as name-only reveal for some time now. I was hoping that we were going to see them in Yojo June. Is that still a possibility? Are we going to see renders for those figures? So we don't. We actually didn't do any other render reveals for Yojo June, but stay tuned because we will be doing some render reveals at San Diego Comic-Con. So the G.I. Joe panel will return to San Diego Comic-Con this year. We will be doing more name-only reveals, digital reveals, and we will be launching a couple of non-convention-exclusive pre-orders. Sweet. And then there will be more in the lead-up to San Diego Comic-Con, just in case you're like, wow, there have been a lot of classified figures this month. Great news. More coming in July. So... Just Sweet. in case you were like, gosh, I missed them already. <laughs> we have more to show. That's and awesome. there's more that are launching tomorrow. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have, uh, so we're wrapping up Yojo June tomorrow. Um, so we have more figures that are launching. Um, special guest for our show for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so that should be fun too. Yeah. Right? Emily has to pull me out of my day-to-day to like present the product. So yeah. I, I forget when the, 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 um. When things go live. When things go live. Cause I'm just. I'm in it, you yeah. know? So. That's why he keeps me around. I get to keep us on track. Yeah, remember yeah. all the dates. Remember where the pre-orders are yep, launching. Yeah, that's why she says the pre-order dates and all that. Yep. I, I, should I will talk about that the, once. No, I'll crumble. <laughs> I'll just talk about the toy. <laughs> I, we did a D&D one once, and Kevin, who was on it, I was like, so Kevin, what time does the pre-order launch? And he's like, 1.30. I'm like, oh, so close. We're alive, and we couldn't cut it. Oh, oh no. It was great. So I loved it. You should do it from yeah, always. So, um, yeah, so, yes. I yeah, soon. We will yeah, show, we'll show them soon. <laughs> and I'm excited to show them, because we're really far along on them, too. Yeah. Um. So they're, they're pretty crazy looking. Yeah. So. 
That's and great. I think that we're we're really excited for San Diego this year mm-hmm. and more to kind of come and what the Hasbro activation will be on that. But I think it'll be a lot of fun. Sweet. Looking forward to it. Cool. All right, James, you're up. All right. Um, looking ahead a couple months here, there is some stuff swirling with uh, the 100 years of Hasbro. Anything G.I. Joe intersecting with? Solid question. Uh, wait until San Diego Comic Con to learn more about the Hasbro 100 celebration. All right. It's an answer. It's <laughs> not the answer you wanted, but it is an answer. <laughs> There's something about it in the October issue of the Toy Book, but. Oh, okay. Excellent. That's good to know, too. <laughs> All right, Dave, you're up. Um,. So question about the uh, O-ring figures. Um, there's been no re- no news whatsoever on um, the O-ring. Uh, sorry. There's been no news on the O-ring line since the successful uh, Sky Striker HasLab and then the Sunbow pack. Um, is it safe to say that the three and three quarter figures um, are at rest for now? Yes. Um, so let's say that they are, they are at rest for now. There are new O-ring figures. So the. They're at rest for now. They're at rest for now. Um, that's not it, a hard answer to give. It's a hard answer to give. So it, there were a lot of things that ended up kind of happening behind the scenes, um, that prevented us from moving forward with our O-ring products for 2023. So at the time that we announced that they were coming back in full force, that was truly what we were on our way to accomplishing. We had figures, they were in development. Mm -hmm. We were thrilled about what the relaunch was going to be. But unfortunately, there were just some things that were happening that... um, We had to rework our strategy. Yes, we had to rework our strategy. Um, So hopefully we'll be able to give more updates on that in the future. Um, But for now, that line is at rest. Okay, thank you. All right, Andrew, you're up. Um, you know, I, I think if you were to poll kind of uh, kids who grew up at GI Joe and, and said, you know, what one vehicle would you like to see come to HasLab? Obviously, you know, the obvious answer is going to be a logistically impossible six-inch scale USS flag. Mm-hmm. But from the old ladies, yep. is it eighty? Pardon me. It would be eighty. It would be eighty feet if it was one twelve scale. Uh, that's practical. If you're making it, if you're making a real uh, aircraft carrier, if you're making a flag it wouldn't be 80 feet long It'd be like 25 sorry i didn't mean to cut you off sure no i would still make room for both but is, is there are, are there vehicles from uh the, the original 80s line that uh kind of like at the top of your list i would love to see get the classified series treatment one day can i say things that i want to do yes so the caveat to this list is it is lenny's favorite things it is no way shape or form indicative of future products that will be coming out in the line it's just things that Absolutely. Lenny is excited about i don't think it's possible as I just bang right into yeah. it. Uh, I would want to do defiant. I would want to do defiant would be bigger than big, yes. bigger uh, <laughs> I would want to do uh, rolling thunder would be sick, but I think it'd be too big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a mamba, actually, I'd love to do a mamba, they'd be pretty rad, it'd be weird. Um, what was that submarine the, that had the like fizzy stuff that would go? Oh, up that's and small. Down? That's submarine would probably be like. This, I forget the, the Barracuda. No, I yeah. love the Barracuda as a kid. It would probably end up being like, yeah. never mind, that one's feasible. Sorry. <laughs> the, the whale, the whale yeah. I think would be awesome. And I'd love to try to figure out to make like a rubber tube on the bottom of it to be the, uh, the for the hydroplaning that yeah. it used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, or even Practical. like, 
I always get the name wrong of it, but it's like the the battle station that go, it, that's in the water. I always forget the name of it. Um, Somebody on the internet will tell us. About yeah, it. they'll tell me how wrong I am yeah. and how you know. Uh, <laughs> it's like a battle. The battle station would be cool. The bivouacs, but I don't think the bivouac and the and the guard station actually have to be a Haslab. I think yeah. they're in a good size. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to do those like um, modularly. Uh, the one that I I would love to make a tomahawk. We talked about. Mm. I'll say this. We talked about the tomahawk before we talked about the dragonfly. The tomahawk. Think about how big the tomahawk is compared to the dragonfly. And then when you see the dragonfly, it's like the tomahawk would be a beast. It, it carries like I think it carried ten figures. I have one at home. A lot. I think it carried because it had the seating in the back, and then it carried two yeah. pilots. It's so it's yeah. so good. <laughs> With the camo, we figured. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm getting. I get it. I get a little excited. Um, but uh, yeah, I think those are the ones I'd want to like reach for um i think the mambo would be crazy looking or and i think it'd be remiss to not say the rattler i think the rattler would be wild mm-hmm. eagle come on you know or like a night raven in six inch scale that would be big uh night raven like roughly the same size as the sky striker which would be like four feet long i don't think i don't know i think we can get it for a good size I, we I've looked at something and trying to like scale it out. Maybe that's something where we pull the scale down a little bit so yeah. that we could get mm-hmm. it there. Um, that was one of the Christmas presents that was, we still believe we still believe in Santa Claus, but my dad that year was like, he's very Brooklyn Italian guy, right? Talk like this. He goes, Patty, here's my mom's name. Give him, give him the GI Joe item. And he came out and he gave my brother and I the night Raven. my brain melted. It's my favorite jet in GI Joe. I'd love to do night Raven, but, um, and I think that I'm that, getting a little too personal, but, that, but I, I think, think those kind of items, as I just listed off yeah. a list of 10 things, but, you know, and I think that there's also conversations to be had, you know, around kind of that scaling down of what is, what's more important, making sure that we are as accurate as humanly possible to the three and three quarter inch product, which if scaled up means it would be unfeasible to do a six inch scale, yeah. or do we do a new six inch scale version that is slightly smaller, but you know, actually means that you might be able to bring some of those products to life. Yeah. And I don't know how much chatter it would make if we even posed a question, maybe in the articles, maybe there'll be comments, but like, what if we made a new vehicle? Like what if it was a new vehicle that was very GI Joe? Yeah. Would the fans be receptive to that? And I would love to figure out how to get like data on that like how do we see with like hey what if we made a brand new type of tank or type of jet that like fits within the classified scale um Mm -hmm. would people be receptive of that too because it'd be super fun to like just get into the weeds of design new thing yeah 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 there's another question i was gonna have is 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 there an idea to because you know this classified series is is kind of not necessarily a complete duplication of the 80 series but is there any idea in, in terms of bringing a new ip vehicle into the fold We'd love to. I mean, when we first, um, so before Classified came out, uh, myself and another designer, we were ideating what G.I. Joe could look like. So um, some of the, we were coming up with some crazy vehicles. We were going everywhere from classic G.I. Joe to a little more zany G.I. Joe. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were looking at like how to, one of the vehicles we looked at was reinventing the Rhino and what we could do with that. But we really pushed it far. Uh, we came up with vehicles that were like have helicopters detaching from them, getting Ooh, a little that's more cool. Yeah, getting a little more nineties with yeah. it. Um, so yeah, we did a lot of ideation. We even got like, I think we did like a rock and roll like like a surf van kind of thing too. <laughs> but then it opened up instead of it being surfboards, it's like machine guns come yeah. out. Um, yeah, so right. we were looking at stuff like that, a little too zany at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, we'd love to 
bring new stuff to the line. The Coil is a new vehicle, so Baroness's Coil, which is like this kind of like Rhino version of a motorcycle, um, or not a Rhino, but like it's like it's supposed to be like a heavy motorcycle that can like break through walls and stuff. So yeah, we definitely want to. It's just a matter of feeling out what do people want. You know what I mean? We got to kind of we got to weigh that like when to give something new, when to give something that's based in history kind of deal. So that Baroness and coil pack was the first GI Joe classified figure that I picked up before I started working on the line Oh, sweet! and the snake that she comes with that fits on her arm brings me great joy. Still. I had this vision that she was like this sorceress and she had this like robot snake that she could command and shoot lasers out of. It's even better. Instead of acid, instead of shooting poison, it was shooting lasers because I don't know. It had this like intent. I don't know. Sci-fi craziness to it. Sorry. Okay. Now we're rambling. I apologize. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. Okay. So we have six more minutes if we want to do a yeah. last speed round and see where we end up before we're be we... quick about the answers. Yep, we'll be quick about the answers. We'll be decisive and definitive. All right, Fran, go. Lightning round. Um, this is going to be a hard question, but the AAA G.I. Joe video game, is there any information that will be available coming out for that? Because I think that is going to have a huge, gigantic impact on the marketing for G.I. Joe and getting it out to new people. I think it's huge potential. So it's just there's so little information yeah. out there. It hasn't been really available. So, so what can we, we agree. We can't say anything. Stay tuned for more details soon. Because we're so technically that falls under a different team than us. Yeah. So we are specifically the tw- team and then there is a like a franchise team that's specifically working on that so we don't want to step on anybody's toes by saying anything we shouldn't so let's zip around another franchise i think of another question that we can answer we'll zip around for some more so we can get more questions answered for you guys but we can't answer that one but we agree yeah we'll be sick (laughs) so james all right so um what's the about thing this month yeah joe teased in transformers as uh Evident by the new film coming out. We've seen the uh, three and three quarter collabs. Six inch. Something happening there. Great news. We also can't comment on that, but we're excited about what may or may not happen in the future. We have seen the movie. We'd we love are, to do something, but we can't We can't speak we, to the su- yeah. future products. Yeah. These are not the answers to give. No, these are not. I'm sorry. so sorry. No, these are the perfect speed round questions for the end. Yeah. Throw away. <laughs> Dave, what's up? What do you got? <laughs> All right, give us one more that we can say we can't answer about. Um, don't know if this will fit in like that, but um, like the Sergeant Slaughter release from last year, is there any opportunity in the future for figures to come packed with more alternate hands like fists or saluting hands? Yes. Yes. Great news. <laughs> that was an easy one. I'm on it. Stay tuned for the future. Getting yelled at costume, right. yes. Yeah, great. That was <laughs> awesome. an easy one. All right, awesome, Andrew, but thank you. Speed round. Andrew's tapped out. I'm happy to pass to someone else. Hot dog. Who has another speed round? Fran, you want to try again? Um, just it, I don't really have much. You guys went over so so many things. Oh, quite honest with you, we were comprehensive. We were comprehensive. Anybody else? We still have like two more questions or two more minutes. We sped oh, through those. Oh, you're real supposed quick. to show them. Oh yeah, no, I scheduled that into the time block, so oh, it's shit. like three more minutes. Okay. To, no, no, we don't swear on this. This is wholesome Thank family they, entertainment. Can they bleep it with like a cobra. I mean, they. Would, I've been but, asking them to do that. Anyway, sorry, Fran, you're saying. <laughs> Numbchuck figure that's been out there that's it's been floating around that we're going to get Numbchuck. Is that something you guys can speak on? We cannot comment on future figure releases, but if I were you, I'd sure hang out and figure out what pre orders are launching tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
You want to show them the helicopter early? I, I, I got that. one more. Yes. Yeah, what's All up, right, bud? go for it. Um, so with plastic packaging making its return, um, will we continue to see the retro carded releases at um, Walmart or other retailers? Great news. We can't really comment on upcoming figure releases, but uh, really like that line. we really like that line. And we think that it's really important that it's perhaps available to more people and that we continue to kind of push the characters that are included perhaps in a line like that, if maybe that was something we wanted to keep doing in the future. Yes. How's that? All right. Thank you. That Bye. works. James, you got one last one before we uh, grab um, our, our baby? Yeah, just random thing. Um, the old exclusives, the Serpentor and the Dr. Mindbender, are those going to become available again, or are they just going to forever be So they were Comic-Con and Pulse-Con exclusives, so they were single runs, so we actually can't rerun those items. So that was, that was it for them, um, which I, we're glad that so many people liked them. Yeah. It was, um, we did... I believe by the end, because we... Can you say a number? Don't. No, we don't can't say, say a number. But we ended up doing four times more of each of... The, so we did the, the we same number we for both do. Mindbender and Serpentor, because we assumed people would want both of them. And it was four times as many as we did for um, Zartan the year before for Pulsecon. Yeah, and I, I would actually yeah. have a question out there. So items like that, especially like Dr. Mindbender characters that have been in mainline and all that... And this is not like where we're going to, we will do it, but it'd be interesting to get feedback to be like, would you guys want to see those in other, other, other iterations, colorways, yeah. different offerings, things like that. It wouldn't necessarily come with the same package. Yeah. It wouldn't be what they were. Other, we would definitely yeah. offer it in a new refresh essentially. So it'd yeah. be great to see if the fans want to see that stuff refreshed in yeah. a different way. Same mold. Absolutely. But out mind bender with the Cobra symbol on the key. That's enough to yeah. change up the air loan. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Awesome. All right. Show them the dragonfly. Show them dragonfly. Yeah. All right. It's a little it. dusty because our photographer uh, gets gets silly with it. He uh, <laughs> Wait until you see the pictures, though. They are absolutely gorgeous. I think that you're really going to like them when they How come. How should I bring it out? Uh, do you want to hand it? I think hand I'm going to take them off the... Yep. Um, do you want me to give me a hand? I got them. You got them? You guys see? Here, I'll hold them up. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. the button, I don't know if you guys can see the buttons so well on the uh, videos, but that's the button that activates all the lights. I think you can kind of see them in there. Yep. Uh, the gels are not final. They're going to be separate of each other. He'll have a gunner gel. We call them gels because um, it illuminates and makes the graphic in there. I think it's a it's like a, a term for like video yep. editing. But anyway, so the screens on both will be different. Um, you guys saw most of the uh, HasLab video. We're showing you how they work. Oh, and here's a very early look at one of them. Oh. <laughs> the, um, Actually, I'm going to hold this open. Builders. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they know about these. No, they haven't seen the actual figures oh, yet. Well, you get the guys see that. Yeah. You guys get so, to see the four for you. There you go. <laughs> and Wild Bill in there. Can you guys see it? I don't want to bust the model. we got to be careful with this. But. So just to clarify, the troop builder that's in the front seat is part of the steel core pack that's going to be coming out soon. Yeah. And then if you want to turn back towards yeah. me, you guys can see inside the flip down uh, inside the gunner stations like the machine guns are in there as well. The rounds Deco's looking really cool. Um, still making it'll probably get touched up again before we show it to the public mm -hmm. just because. It'll certainly get dusted. Yeah, our photographer, the scene you're going to see then when we do reveal. It's is, beautiful. Is like a, can I tell them what kind of scene? Yeah. It's a desert scene. 
So there's a lot of dust on the model right now because there's a lot of dust flowing around. He was using the compressed air to make explosions and stuff like that. Matt, the uh, we have three mats yeah. on the team. So Matt C uh, had a blast doing it, and it and it shows. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, items coming out that he doesn't enjoy photographing no. our items. He's I... been stuck on GI Joe photography for like a month at this point. He's having a great time. So if you guys can see this little yeah. pop riveting we were talking about, like yep. a lot of aviation, where it's like thousands of pop rivets all over the thing. Um, so let me know if you're getting dizzy, if I'm yeah. moving this around too much, but we're pretty excited about it. Um, yeah. so photos should be out sometime in the next week and a half or so as oh, soon as they come back from being edited. Um, but they're beautiful. We are thrilled. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. It's also like, it's enormous. Um, I'm going to take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was your sneak peek. I hope that this was, you felt like this was worthwhile. And does anybody have any follow-up questions after they've seen our, uh, our friend? Do you want to just set it down flat on the table, Lenny? Yeah. Because we're going to have to do it again? Yeah, we're going to get it again. Okay. No follow-ups? Going once? It doesn't have a mechanism like on the side like the old one to spin the propellers, right? It does. So there's a mechanism. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a secondary part that goes on the bottom of the wing, wing on the side. It's a winch. So you can hook, hook okay. the winch onto figures. And something else that maybe you guys can add in in the description of it is... Uh, with the Glenda figure, we're including a harness that'll fit male and female figures yep. so that that That's harness exact. gets connected to the winch that comes from the helicopter. So you could suspend character. You can suspend figures up and down from it, and it should be able to winch them up and down. So pretty cool. Awesome. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. It was lovely to see you all, and we really, really appreciate you taking the time to hang out. Thank Thanks. you for your time. Thank that you. was awesome. That was a lot of, of fun. Sweet. Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you very much. Have a great afternoon. Bye, everybody. Take care, Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both on our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.